Wisdom arise that we may hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with all. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Let us attend. At that time, Jesus lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you, since you have given him power over all flesh to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. 
I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work which you gave me to do. And now, Father, you glorify me in your own presence with the glory which I had with you before the world was made. I have manifested your name to the men whom you gave me out of the world. Yours they wore, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything that you have given me is from you. For I have given them the words which you gave me, and they have received them and know in truth that I came from you. And they have believed that you did send me. I am praying for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are mine. All all mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. And now I am no more in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, keep them in your name, which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are one. While I was with them, I kept them in your name, which you have given me. I have guarded them, and none of them is lost but the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. May be seated. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. On this Sunday, we remember the Holy Fathers of the First Ecumenical Council. The prayers in Orthos also made mention of the Fathers of the Second Ecumenical Council as well. So we remember the Holy Fathers of the Church, those Fathers who gathered in the councils to express the fullness of the faith to maintain the faith in its purity. The readings today reflect the importance of holding on to the true faith and maintaining the unity of the church. In Paul's letter, he writes that we are to take heed of those truths and hold on to them and keep them. And in the Gospel of John, he also says, And now I am no more in the world, but I go forth to the Father. And he prays that we should be one, 
as the Lord and Christ are one. The Father and the Son are one. So these very powerful truths and this very powerful purpose of maintaining the integrity of faith and the unity of the body of Christ, we commemorate today. We affirm today. Now, these same strong desires of maintaining the faith and the unity of the church were also very central in a very historic meeting that took place just recently on May 25th between Patriarch Bartholomew and Pope Francis. You have in your handouts today this beautiful, colorful handout. And I do encourage you to, when you get home, look at some of the uh, many articles and pictures on the website chronicling this historic event that also give a lot of historical understanding and discuss what took place. There was a joint declaration which the Pope and the Patriarch signed, and there are ten points in this joint declaration, and I do want to read a little excerpt for you from the fourth point in that declaration of faith. It goes as follows. Throughout the subsequent times of Popes John Paul II and Benedict XVI and Patriarch Demetrius, okay, these were times in which they got together following the first uh, historic event which took place 50 years ago in which our Patriarch Athenagoras met the Pope at that time and they embraced one another. So throughout the subsequent times of Popes John Paul II Benedict XVI and Patriarch Demetrius, the progress of our theological encounters has been substantial. Today we express heartfelt appreciation for the achievements to date as well as for the current endeavors. This is no mere theoretical exercise, but an exercise in truth and love that demands an ever deeper knowledge of each other's traditions in order to understand them and to learn from them. I'm going to repeat that because I think that's really the crux of, of what I want to convey to you today, and I think it's, it's very strong in what they were doing. This is no mere theoretical exercise, but an exercise in truth and love that demands an even deeper knowledge of each other's traditions in order to understand them and to learn from them. Thus, we affirm once again that the theological dialogue does not seek a theological lowest common denominator on which to reach a compromise. All right, that's not the point. And sometimes people argue and are concerned about these gatherings. But it is rather about deepening one's grasp of the whole truth that Christ has given to his church, a truth that we never cease to understand better as we follow the Holy Spirit's promptings. Hence, we affirm together that our faithfulness to the Lord's demands fraternal encounter and true dialogue. Such a common pursuit does not lead us away from the truth. Rather, through an exchange of gifts, through the guidance of the Holy Spirit, it will lead us into all truth. So this is the point of this ecumenical embrace, is that we seek firmly to uphold our tradition But in love, we 
embrace one another because Christ called us to be one. So we're called to carry forward with this dialogue, to be loving and understanding of one another, and we go forward and allow the Holy Spirit to do its work. Now, even broadening this, Archbishop Demetrius, I found a quote from the things that are in the website that you can visit. He talks about this historic visit and the visit of ecumenical patriarch Bartholomew to the cave of the nativity. And this is what Archbishop Demetrius says. To see the ecumenical patriarch kneeling in prayer at the cave of the nativity where heaven and earth were joined 2,000 years ago was truly inspiring. His All Holiness came to this sacred place of the birth of Jesus Christ to pray for the Christians of Bethlehem, as well as for all people of faith in the Middle East. He understands the urgent need to strengthen the bonds of peace and love that have united the communities of this region for centuries despite ethnic and religious diversity. In this respect, the meeting between Pope Francis and Ecumenical Patriarch Bartholomew will not only enhance the dialogue between the Orthodox and Catholic churches, but also extend an invitation to people of all faiths and goodwill to engage in a dialogue of truth and in love. So, Archbishop Demetrius took that even further. We're called to be one in Christ, but we also have brothers and sisters in this world, in our neighborhoods, uh, every day in our lives, right, that we are called to be in community with. So we may have different faiths and different understandings, but in the same spirit of unity, we're called to be loving and kind and caring to one another. And, you know, I can preach to you, we can preach to one another, but we will never convey the faith, we will never be a better witness than when we are speaking the truth and love to one another. So there are many things that we can do to bring about the unity of peoples, to bring about peace in the world, to bring about change. But all of them have to start with a loving encounter. All of them have to start with a loving embrace. All of them have to start with us seeking to understand before being understood. So I think this historic meeting of the patriarch and the pope teaches us that we must be grounded in faith and truth and in love. And by knowing God and loving God and resting ourselves in the Holy Spirit, then we can do the work of the church, which is to bring the light of Christ to the world. This is how we bring people together in unity and stop the divides that have been so long in our churches, uh, with our denominations, uh, that have been you know, so many denominations now in the Christian world, the divides between uh, faiths, between the Christians and the Muslims, and so forth. This is the way we bring together people and love and truth. And it was beautiful that the Pope took with him also um, someone of the Muslim faith, a leader from the Muslim church who was a friend of his, and a leader of the Jewish faith who was a friend of his. And all these things that were done were not just symbols, but were also them doing what they know how to do which is to embrace their fellow man and standing for what they believe in. 
So if we all stand on conviction but approach each other in love, we can make some real strides. So I think I would like very much for you to look at the website that the Archdiocese has provided for you and see what this historic event means uh, more fully. But as we celebrate the Holy Fathers of the Church and as we prepare for Pentecost this coming Sunday, let us beseech the Holy Spirit to give us the wisdom and the strength to be the Church, which is to be a beacon of light to everyone. And in doing so, we can proclaim the faith. In closing, I was very much moved by the Ecos, which is one of the hymns from Orthrus this morning. So, would you rise with me? Let's close with this powerful hymn. Let us listen to a lofty proclamation from the Church of God. Let him who thirsts come and drink. The pitcher I bring is the pitcher of wisdom. Its drink is the water of truth. The words I preach from which flow confessions of faith, not strife. Israel, having drunk of this, now beholds God saying, Come see, come see, that I am He, and I do not change. I am God, first and forever, and there is no other but me. Henceforth, they who partake shall be satisfied, and they shall praise the great mystery of faith. Christ is in our midst. Let us remain standing and continuing worshiping with fervor uh, our Lord this morning. Amen.